0: Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. Here's the first part of my interview with Katie Lohr. My guest today is Katie Lohr. In January 2019, Katie launched Alpaca My Bags, a podcast about tourism controversies and ethical travel, and in August 2019, went on to start her own freelance podcast production and consulting business. She's been actively involved in podcast and radio production over the last eight years, including founding a Toronto-based podcast network in 2015 called Wave Forum, editing indie podcasts and radio stingers, and developing her own Podcasts and pitches. Today, she also manages the Toronto Women's Podcasting Network Facebook group as well. Katie is obsessively passionate about listening to and studying podcasts, producing them, and creating long lasting impressions through quality audio content. Something I can totally get behind here. (laughs) She's an advocate for the potential in the podcast medium, and it's room to be creative while connecting with listeners. Thanks for talking with me, Katie. It's feeling a bit meta. (laughs) But I think it'll be a lot of fun, too, and certainly
1: has a lot to do with sound and how it influences us, which is what this is all about. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It's so exciting to be here because you just introducing me like that and your beautiful, beautiful voice, it just it just reaches my soul.
0: (laughs) I'm glad. I'm so happy I can please you like that. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I know radio has been a big part of your life, so I just wanted to ask you
1: what your background was and maybe a little bit of your history with CBC. Um, My history with CBC is a little bit all over the place. And I guess most people wouldn't even really call it a history. But (laughs) um, I kind of I grew up with my parents playing CBC in the car, driving me to, you know, ski -hmm. ski lessons and all over the place. So I was listening to Stuart McLean and all of the really great content that was happening on CBC. So that's what kind of I was used to hearing on the radio before I even got into top 40 or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. for me, radio was really this awesome medium that was all about storytelling and that really connected with me. Um, so yeah, that was something that I kind of, I guess growing up with it, it just kind of hit me deep in the heart and it was something that I always pursued and found that it was, I was just constantly absorbed in it. Like if anybody talked during a radio program, I was like, shh, shh just stop. like, <laughs> I'm trying to listen to this. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, that was just something that I kind of was always pursuing. And then uh, into my teens, I discovered this um, radio show on CBC called The Signal. It was hosted by Lori Brown. Mm -hmm. And it was a late night radio show that played really kind of electronic and uh, slow moving like music that would really just absorb you fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and the host Lori Brown was just this amazing host who could really paint a picture around how music tells a story and makes you feel a certain way. And I just loved listening to her show. Sure. Um, so yeah, then I went into university and kind of was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do I want to be on CBC. I want to be George Strombolopoulos. I want all of these things. <laughs> I then can I see why. <laughs> realized, yeah. And then I quickly realized I am not good in front of a camera. Um, I just completely turn bright red and mm-hmm. clam up completely. So I was like, all right, I'm right there with behind you. the mic is where I'm supposed to be.
0: <laughs> so <Yeah.
1: laughs> uh, luckily, CBC accepted me into uh, an internship program at the end of my year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I got to work with Lori Brown herself. Um, it was really, really exciting. And I got a really, really great opportunity with them working with Laurie Brown and CBC Music, um, just helping them develop their shows and directing the show and Mm -hmm. just really learning all the behind the scenes things about making radio that was, you know, real throughout university. It was all just sort of fake radio shows that you're making. Sure. Um, So CBC was just this very, very real experience for me. Um, and then, yeah, coming out of it, I was hoping to get hired right off the bat, mm-hmm. um, and it was looking pretty promising, and then it didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, all of the Gian meshi stuff happened at the same time. Yes. Um, so CBC <laughs> was like, we're kind of busy right now, mm-hmm. not really hiring anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, since then, you know, I've applied and applied and applied to CBC, um, haven't heard from anyone, uh, and uh, since then, I've just uh, have been dedicated to sharpening my skills so that, you know, maybe I don't don't need CBC at all. Maybe I can just do this stuff on my own. So mm-hmm. that's sort of been my relationship with CBC. It's a little bit bittersweet. Uh, I still love them with all of my heart. Uh-huh. but I'm not super dedicated to, you know, having my life end up there anymore.
0: Well, I guess you've kind of moved on to podcasting. Yeah. Uh, in both creating and producing, it turns out. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And, you know, CBC kind of made the same move. <laughs> They've come mm-hmm. out with some really great podcasts too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I really like their podcasts. Too so, um, it's something I've been I've had my eye on them for a little while, (laughs) watching their moves, and Uh uh, I'm sort of following suit on my own sort of indie footsteps. So, when did you decide
0: that you could do podcasting professionally?
1: It's kind of weird. Like I don't really, I guess there isn't like an actual moment, but it sort of happened to me accidentally. Essentially, it happened in the summer of 2019, like you said in your intro. Mm -hmm. Um, At that point, I had. When I figured out I could be doing it professionally, I had already started producing Alpaca My Bags in January and it had Mm -hmm. been, you know, six or seven months since I was doing that. And I was really, really into this podcast and I I still am like I Mm -hmm. love this podcast with all of my heart. Uh, I love my my host, Erin. She's amazing. She's a great writer and a great host and a great researcher. And I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, like this is such a great team that we have. just me and her making this podcast. And then along with that, you know, I was attending conferences like the Hot Dogs Podcast Festival and PodCamp, Mm -hmm, um, watching webinars. And I was just, you know, for the love of podcasts, educating myself on all these things because... When I was in school, all we were really focused on was radio. So Mm -hmm. podcasts hadn't become this big, huge thing yet until I had graduated. So I was like, you know, all this stuff, I have no choice but to learn it on my own. And I love it so much that, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to learn it all on my own. Um, So, yeah, I had been doing all this stuff. And then sort of in the middle of the summer... I realized that people kept coming to me with questions and asking me about all these things to do with podcasting and saying, hey, Katie, like I'm thinking about making a podcast. Can you give me like how do I start Mm -hmm. or um, hey, uh, can you like tell me if this concept is okay?" And then I also found that I was going to conferences and panels and listening to the questions that people were asking the panelists and then answering them in my head. Mm -hmm. And the answer that I was answering was the same as the panelist. So (laughs) at that point, I was like, hmm, I think I know a lot about podcasting. And I think that I should be asking people to pay me when I, you know, give them consultations, essentially. So that's when I was like, you know what, let's do this. And I kind of jumped into it and um, offered my first consultation. And it was really valuable. And um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, a friend reached out to me first and I had kind of how my consultation um, plan would go. And I didn't charge them because I just wanted to see how they reacted to it. And Mm -hmm. they got a lot of really good insight out of it. I followed up with them after and I was like, "Hmm, okay, cool. So the next person I'm going to charge. And then then I realized, you know, I'm a professional. And I didn't realize it for a while because of the uh, imposter syndrome around the industry. Oh, yeah. Um, That's everywhere. Yeah. And this (laughs) is such a new medium too. Mm -hmm. like as much as it has been around for a long time, it really is just brand new now. Like advertisers are getting into it now. Yeah. Um, Big celebrities are getting into it. So they're realizing the power of podcasting. Um, So, yeah, as much as like. I feel like I might not know a lot of stuff. There's tons of podcast professionals out there that really don't have all the answers either. Yeah, that's really true.
0: So I guess coming
1: from radio
0: and into podcasting, you kind of know the broadcast area of things, but there's a big difference, right? Like between radio mm-hmm. and podcasting. What do you? What are those differences to you?
1: Well, what I love so much about podcasting is that it's so accessible to everyone, and mm-hmm. I think radio is changing um, in Canada at least. Like CBC is the only company and radio broadcaster that's doing such podcast style content um things that where people are telling stories and they're investigating um and doing news and um doing audio dramas and uh things like that like no other radio station is really doing that it's mostly commercial radio so mm-hmm. um you know, CBC is amazing, but there's so much more to it. (laughs) There's so much more to uh, in the world to broadcast and CBC just can't possibly cover it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when, you know, I realized CBC is not going to hire me to cover these things. So I'm going to do it on my own. And that's why podcasting to me is so important because, you know, everyday people can grab a phone and click their voice recorder Mm -hmm. and just start recording a podcast and upload it to, you know, something like CastBox or or even Lisbon and just host it out there and put it into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really simple and accessible for a lot of people, um, which is exciting. It obviously, you know, makes the market a lot bigger and more competitive. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, at least it gives people that opportunity to say, I think that my voice matters and what I want to talk about matters. And I'm going to put it out into the world and see who agrees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you have, you know, the passion to really push it out there and make sure people are listening and sharing and telling friends, and you really are going hard for it, then people will agree and they will tell you. So that having that opportunity is really great. And that's something that also CBC uh, radio doesn't really do because Radio doesn't feel as accessible. The host doesn't feel as accessible. They still have this celebrity status mm-hmm. sort of yeah. attached to them, whether or not they're, you know, Matt Galloway, who's just an every everyday guy who's biking to work at 5 a.m. For every morning. Like, he's just a normal guy, but it doesn't really feel like that. So mm-hmm. what's cool about podcasting is that it comes with this casual nature where you feel like you can reach out to them over Instagram or over social media or send them an email Um, And they'll get back to you and they'll respond. And sometimes they'll even hear their response over their podcast, which is another way that connecting with listeners is just like so huge. So there aren't all these restrictions like radio has. Yeah. Podcasts can really do anything they want to do. Quite personal. Yeah.
0: So what do you think podcasters need to know either before they make something or as they're making something? Is there any is there anything that you feel uh, as someone who produces these that they should know before they start?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's different for a lot of different podcast producers for me, like on a personal level. Um, I feel like that any podcast that you do should, you know, have some sort of purpose, and I guess it's it's it really applies in everything you do in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so podcasts that I produce, I want them to be able to help people in some way. So Alpaca My Bags, for example, is there to help people rethink how they travel and treat the world a little bit better as they do travel, mm-hmm. and think about how their experience as a traveler really varies from person to person. So. Um, I really like that aspect of that podcast, and I think it's really important because the way that we treat you know the world as tourists and the way that tourists treat our worlds um there are things that we need to think about. We can't just go gallivanting around the world, yeah, definitely, um, and just do whatever we want so mm-hmm. um that's just you know one example of how like I think that a podcast should be done. so if you're gonna make a podcast, um I would think about how it values your listeners mm-hmm. um I would think about you know. Would you want to listen to your podcast? It's um, <laughs> always a good a question. Of, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who are like, you know, I, I, my friend and I are so funny, and we just talk all over all the time, and everybody laughs at what we say, and blah 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 blah. And then they want to make a podcast that just revolves around them making inside jokes and that type of thing. And like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment that might be something really great to listen to, but when you li- listen back after you've recorded something like that, like, really, does it make much sense? And <laughs> (laughs) What is anybody getting out of it at the end of the day? Like not a whole lot. It's a good question. Yeah. (laughs) So that's one thing that I've kind of written up uh, in my like how to make a podcast kind of blog post that I've got Mm -hmm. um, is to, you know, does your podcast bring any value to anyone? Um, do, do would you want to listen to your podcast? Like, why are your hosts likable? Mm-hmm. Um, those are important to th- things to think about when it comes to your concept. And I think like the concept is the first place to start. Um, if you're worried about equipment and all of those things right off the bat, like I would just kind of scrap that because, Um, equipment's easy to come by and it's not super, super expensive. You can find somebody like me who's sort of a freelance podcast producer who can make it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you can just record it on your phone if you want. Um, you can do all sorts of things because podcasting is so accessible. So really when it comes down to considering making a podcast, um, I would really, really try to develop your concept first and see, you know, why is it so important? What's the purpose of your podcast and what are people going to get out of it? So, Um, yeah, that's like the most important part for me, at least. Yeah, that makes a lot of
0: sense. In the context of audio branding, which is what this is about, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, i i'm wondering how do you work that into your podcasts does it play a role in the music you use does it um do you use musical breaks or sound breaks or does it um play a factor in who you get to do your intro and outro in even the people that are speaking on the actual podcast itself
1: yeah so um So for Alpaca My Bags, you know, the brand around that podcast is ethical travel. Mm -hmm. Um, We're trying to brand ourselves as the podcast that is um, critically thinking about travel. Um, so that's something that we keep in mind every single episode. It always has to fit that theme because we want people to think about, you know, this is the podcast that is my go-to podcast if I'm thinking about travel and yeah. what I need to think about before I, you know, make these plans. Um, so when it comes to what we're talking about in each episode, it always has to fit that theme. Mm-hmm. And if we find that it doesn't or we want to do kind of a, one, a one-off, a we'll, we'll call it a bonus episode. So we'll, you know, acknowledge that it's not, the type of thing that you'll hear every time, mm-hmm. um, and then when it comes to <laughs> music, is kind of fun for me. Um, I've sort of figured this out more recently, um, kind of since the end of the summer. Um, something that I kind of walked into in season two was I realized, you know, some of our podcast episodes are way more fun than the others. Some of them are <laughs> very serious, obviously, yeah. and mm-hmm. they deserve to be serious and they deserve to be treated professionally and seriously. And the other ones, you know, like um one with Erin and her partner talking about travel disasters that they've come across and, you know, <laughs> almost pooping their pants on the road. Um, obviously <laughs> that's a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. So something that I've done is I went through in my music selection for season two um, I chose a couple options and made a couple folders for like beginning middle and end of the of each episode so my mm-hmm. beginning folder has a couple of options from lighthearted to um, softer and more serious Um, options that I play at the top of the episode, my middle is middle of the episode and end is the end of the episode and sort of the same for each so that I know Mm -hmm. um, I'm not just throwing in any music in there. I know that when somebody comes and listens to it, they can expect, you know, one of three themes. Uh, Is it going to be lighthearted or is more serious or just a little bit more fun? So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I've kind of played around with that and I was really, you know, proud of myself for having done that because Walking into the editing of this podcast made me feel a little bit more structured and more organized for what people can expect to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I keep hearing around podcasting is consistency, and that's what people really look for. So,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: I just want people to understand what they're getting into. Um, having that same theme song for me doesn't always work because of the how the topic can change. Mm-hmm. Um so for me, for my podcast, we don't have the same, theme every single time we have Aaron off the top kind of talking a little bit about what the theme is going to be. Um, Then the music will either fade in or the music will kind of just start um, and then we'll jump into the conversation with our guests. So Um, we just don't really even bother with the theme. Because honestly, like for me as a podcast listener, I usually just skip past the theme unless it's really catchy. But (laughs) also as a podcast listener, you know exactly what you're going to listen to. So half the time, you don't even have to say you're listening to this because, you know, I already downloaded the episode on purpose. So Mm -hmm. I know what I'm listening to. I actually (laughs) had that advice from somebody. I forget who now, I wish I remembered, but they said, you know, you don't have to say you're listening to this every single time because you've already got valued listeners and it Mm -hmm. almost makes them feel more appreciated uh that way they're like you you know that I come here every time so they're (laughs) a regular so they know that's true so I, I have
0: often wondered this has been part one of our interview I hope you'll tune in next week for part two Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please take a moment to give the podcast a review. It's greatly appreciated and super helpful. Until next time.